You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Hey, it's vibration. It's a lie. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight, you never know where the TARDIS is going next. Hey there, Whovians. It's that time of year. That's right. It's fall. And you remember the times when we used to say, Oh my God, it's going to take forever to get new Doctor Who. It's almost <laughs> going to be a year. We've gotten new Doctor Who. That's right. Kind of, sort of. We got the Children in Need special, but that's not all we're going to talk about tonight. Yes, we're getting ready, doing the countdown of the minutes now till the basically the Star Beast is going to be sitting on our doorsteps waiting for us. But you know what? Till then, we're going to talk some big finish. We are going to be talking all about Missy season one. So it's going to be a ton of fun to do. And it's going to be a great chat for all of us. Of course, Kirian's joining us once again. Welcome, my friend. Howdy. Sorry, I wanted to try that, but it just doesn't sound right with my voice. <laughs> it, almost, it almost works, you know. <laughs> I, I want to hear you talk Southern in your your Australian. <laughs> I, I see if I I could probably do like a you know a foghorn leghorn impersonation, but I feel like that's probably slightly racially insensitive. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's certain things you. Well, just then that fits right know. in with the U.S. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not far from the you know point on that one. So, but it's good to see you, sir. Good to see you guys. It's always great to be here, um, especially when we're talking big finish. Um, yeah, and also it's great getting geared up for Doctor Who. Like only a couple of days left. It's just got to trying to do anything we can to fill in the moments until. Oh, it, I know. Well, this show is actually going to go live the day before Star Beast comes out. So yeah. this is what the listeners do to to fill in time before and get pumped. For Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, yes. definitely. They all they yeah. always turn to us. Oh yeah. We, we we are here to pump them up. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, as soon as we're done recording, someone's gonna leak of who who the special guest stars are gonna be in the different episodes and stuff. Right, or something big is gonna happen. Yeah. Exactly. An entire plot synopsis of Wild Blue Yonder is gonna right. come out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> craziness 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 and of course we have our regulars let's say howdy to mary ogle hi everybody it is fantastic to be here and of course mr mike gordon uh wow i feel like since my uh catchphrase was stolen i should probably open with something like good day (laughs) (laughs) you have to say good day mate Good day, mate. Or something like that. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. You know, you went there. You went there. Yeah, I know. You guys don't actually say that. I know. Yeah, teachable moment. And only Americans say shrimp. Prawns <laughs> <laughs> here. Um, and if you barbecue them, bleh. yeah. Yeah, they're prawns almost everywhere. But. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna be fun though. You know, you could already tell we're all excited about those folks. This is gonna yeah. be a good one. So, you know, definitely would love to hear from everyone at home. Um, happy Thanksgiving for everyone who's listening in the United States. I hope you had enough turkey and stuffing. And if you're in the rest of the world where all our rest of our listeners are, happy Friday. EGIF. Exactly. So it's good to have everybody here. And you know what? It's gonna be a fun one tonight. Uh I can't can't even begin to just talk about how much fun listening to the Missy Adventures were. They were a ton of fun. But we have something a little bit better to talk about first in Doctor Who News. That's right, we had the Children in Need special, which introduced us to the 14th Doctor. And it was a origin of the Dalek story, kind of, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. And, you know, 
it's a children in need special. Don't take it as seriously, folks, as people are doing. Because, you know, I loved seeing Tenet. It was awesome seeing him come out of the TARDIS and everything. I loved seeing the actor who had played Davros, you know, last couple times. William Bleach. Yep. Yes. Playing Davros again. Again. Just a slightly different way. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was it was interesting. Uh, I know the young man is a comedian in the UK. I think I don't remember. I so. My biggest thing from it was um, like Nicholas Briggs, obviously doing the Dalek there, but he also did NIDA over the the PA system. NIDA from Genesis of the Daleks, which is a a fan favorite character because he's just so so wonderfully stupid. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Watching this, I was like going, okay, this is fun. This is good. I didn't even think all about, you know, the controversies that came out of this the first time I watched it. Because I had just assumed, oh, it's Davros before the accident, before he got put in the chair and everything. And that's what I assumed everyone else thought. But no, 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 no. It's because the, um, as part of the, it was a separate video that you had to find online. It was part of the Doctor Who Unleashed, which is their new Doctor Who confidential backs, you know, backstage thing where Russell T. Davis talked about his, um, his feelings towards Davros in 2023 moving forward. Um, and yeah, a lot of people have been upset by what he said, which was basically that he felt that in 2023, Davros was perpetuating a trope of uh, disabled and disfigured villains um, and that he basically wanted to leave that in the past. I didn't really take it to mean that he's going to change Davros forever. It just meant that Davros looked like that in the Children of Need special and he's probably just not going to revisit him anytime in, in within his well, run. It's not anytime mm-hmm. soon. Well, he's come out yeah. or he said that he wants to give the Daleks a, re- a rest anyway. So. They need it. The the yes, every really year do. thing. Well, of course he would say that. <laughs> well, that's true. He's not going to say, "Oh, and by the way." <laughs> oh, by the way, the third episode is going to feature right. the Daleks. Like he's not. Yeah, I mean, the Daleks are best, I think, when they're a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, at this oh, point. So exactly. Uh, um, but you know, I mean, regardless. I mean, like you guys, it was sort of like the other specials that they've done in the past for Children in Need, where I just didn't really assign, I was like you, Mike, I didn't really assign any sort of seriousness to it. I just was enjoying David uh, playing the doctor again, um, Mm -hmm. very, very much like, I mean, if there was any doubt as to whether or not this, that David was going to do a different kind of doctor um i mean that was just washed away here because i mean he's just having seen the 50th anniversary which was i think the last time he played 10 right is that right i think so yeah so we just watched the last time he played 10 and now he's playing 14 but it's it's just 10 continued i mean it's the same the same sort of uh energy the same sort of uh, uh enthusiasm and it's just barrel of fun like he's just amazing like as soon as he enters a room he owns it um and uh he's fun to watch so it got me excited it did what it needed to do for me which is get me excited for this saturday oh very much so and i love the line when he came out he says an hour ago i was a brilliant you know young lady and i thought that was i thought that was just genius i loved it yeah, I mean, for anybody who's wondering, like, when does this take place? Where is this at? But, but, but I mean, they answer that right away. Like, this mm-hmm. is this is consecutively like happening, like you know, right after we last saw him regenerate. Yeah, mm-hmm. he makes that really clear. Yeah, and uh, apparently he and the TARDIS went on a little spin that did not go well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, I believe it takes place the the intervening time between regeneration and this special takes place in the. Um, the comic strip of Doctor Who magazine, because I remember after the regeneration, they made a very, very big point of saying the 14th Doctor's adventures start here canonically in the magazine, mm. um, in the comics. Oh, really? So that's set between there. Gotcha. gotcha. So, so whatever. So, okay. So this happens uh, between this and the comic, you mean? No. So um, uh, he regenerates, runs into the TARDIS, and then 
an adventure in the comic strips, which apparently only takes an hour. And <laughs> that just say, like, <laughs> a very short adventure. <laughs> in out thirty minutes. <laughs> Timey wimey. You know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, time's kind of meaningless for him. Yeah, that's that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Time is meaningless um, to a time traveler. I loved the TARDIS like slammed into the wall. That yeah. was just a beautiful yeah. scene. And I love that it took the hook with it when it did that. Yeah. <laughs> And then he grabbed I mean, the plunger. It's, yeah, it's meant to be. It's meant to be tongue in cheek, like how the Dalek got its plunger. It's yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. Well, it's yeah, it's ridiculous, but that's okay. Because oh, I saw people know. already posting out there. Oh, the Doctor's responsible for all those deaths by the plunger, and it's like, really? Yeah, that's yeah. not the first time the Doctor's been blamed for the <laughs> yeah. For, you know, the, the, the beginning, the origin of the Daleks. Oh, Tom Baker's doctor, you know, could have blown them all up and he decided against it. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of tropes about that. But I mean, I went on a, like a deep dive when I saw the controversy that was happening uh, about Davros. I went and did some research about how people who are actually in the um, differently abled community, mm-hmm. um, think about what what they think about um, having uh, you know being portrayed as villains all the time and they're pretty tired of it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so at which i do not blame them for because yep. i saw a list somebody compiled a list of trying to find you know every movie and tv show that that it had a character like this and it goes on forever oh I mean, god yeah and and the only and one of the few times when a disabled person is not evil, then they are a saint. You know, it would be nice if they got to be human every once in a while. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's what Russell T was actually trying to say in his own way. And he's, you know, he likes to troll. He likes to get people talking. And I think in his point of view, he's like, if if I do something like this, if I say something like this, then no matter what happens with Davros later, people are going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be on the radar. I think he just knows that people are going to talk regardless. Um, because like I did a lot of, I did a lot of research into this as well, probably in a slightly different bent. Because I, you know, it happened. I sat there and I went, I don't know how I feel about this. So I had to sit there for a couple of hours thinking about it. And I actually went to my books because I've got a, quite an extensive Doctor Who book collection. Um, and I decided to look through like what it said about Davros. Um, and like, it's not like, it's not great. Um, (laughs) it's, it's really not great. Like I can give you just a a quick pricey here. Um, Genesis of the Daleks. He's in uh, the novelization. He's in a wheelchair. Destiny of the Daleks. He's crippled and in a wheelchair. History of the universe in a hundred objects. He's in a wheelchair. Dalek Mark III travel machine, he is in a wheelchair uh, and catastrophically injured. Dalek handbook, wheelchair, Doctor Who 365, crippled, whoology, crippled and blinded and disfigured. (laughs) Dalek by George Mann, horrifically scarred and disabled. Monsters and villains, crippled, crippled and deformed. That's in two separate sentences in the same paragraph. Crippled, deranged, twisted, deformed, pitiful, horrifying, da-da-da, the word crippled is used so much, it's really quite disgusting. Um, I found literally one book that does not mention his physical state or his mental state or his mm-hmm. disability in anything about what they said about Davros, and it was amazing. Um, and the arguments that I keep coming up against online, and I've left several groups um, for many reasons, but the toxicity in the Doctor Who community lately has been particularly heightened. Oh, it's getting um, worse and worse. Yeah, um, but the arguments being put forward are childish and puerile and exactly the same ones that were put forward when Jodie became the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't change this because this is how it's always right. been. Right. Or they use progressive language to discredit it. You know, they find the one, the, uh, one disabled person who didn't see a problem with it and then hold these people up saying, well, they don't see a problem with it. Right. So obviously you're overreacting and trying to take agency away from disabled people um yeah uh i mean yeah maybe you could say that if if the balance wasn't incredibly in favor of disabled people are evil 
you know yeah, exactly well that's I, um, put it. I i you know i i think there's a couple there's a couple phrases that came to mind uh this week when i was thinking about it as well and one was just part of the uh big finish that we listened to with the behind the scenes stuff when they were talking to michelle gomez and she said um you know because they were talking to her about being cast as the master originally by uh Stephen moffat and um and she said uh you know whether or not it was groundbreaking or not and she said well she has found that Doctor Who fans are some of the most protective fans uh, that she has run across. And she didn't mean that in a bad way. Um, but obviously, they're protective because it means so much to them. Um, but in but even she said in doing so in being and I'm paraphrasing here, but she said in, you know, in being protective, they they're sort of resistant to change. Right. They're resistant to any sort of change that that sort of shakes things up as far as what their what the canon quote unquote is supposed to be the continuity etc cetera, etc cetera. um so you've gotten you've got that part of it as well in addition to the whole you know side of it which is you know woke anti-woke whatever you want to wherever you're coming from on that sort of dumb argument but um uh, I think that uh, so I think there's a couple things going on there. Um, and and so no matter what, like if it if, you know, if Davros doesn't look like if he's wearing a you know, a bright green jumpsuit instead of like, you know, <laughs> like people are going to freak out if like he's, you know, if he's played by somebody else, he's is freaked out. Like people are just going to freak out if the if it challenges what they what they've seen before. Um, and, and, you know, so, so I think, you know, if you're going to do that and Russell T knows this, if you're going to do that, make sure you do it for a decent reason. And I think he made his pretty, his reasons pretty obvious as to why he did what he did, even though this is a, you know, lighthearted thing. Um, you know, he, he found the opportunity to inject something there that, that he felt about and I felt strongly about. And I think that's cool. I, I, another phrase that I, that came to mind this week. Unfortunately, you know, we lost uh, Rosalind Carter and and she had a quote and I was looking at her, some of her bio stuff this week. She had a quote that said, like, look, I learned pretty early on in, in political life. Again, I'm paraphrasing that you know, I was going to be criticized no matter what I did. So I might as well do what I feel is important. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what Russell T does at all going forward with this franchise, he is going to be criticized <laughs> yeah, by somebody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just the life of being an artist and a creator. That, yeah. That's well, going to happen. And, and to be a showrunner in charge of a major franchise, mm-hmm. you know, especially. That's the thing, though. And we always say this on the show. Doctor Who is always about change. It's the one consistent from the very, very beginning. It's been yeah. about change. and. The show has evolved. The characters have evolved. And you've had now 14 different people, well, 13 technically, uh, playing the doctor. And you're about to have the 14th in about a month. So it's going to be, it's very. I think it's up to 16 now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> By the way. It all depends on how you. To play the doctor you could, him or herself. Yes, I think we're up to 16 now. You could actually say, you could also say, Mikey, you could also say you've had 25, 30, 500, you know, if you go by um, <laughs> So, you know, you've had many people playing the doctor. I haven't seen all those episodes. Sorry. So I've only seen 16. I've only seen 16 actors or actresses play the doctor. <laughs> I haven't I, seen all the others. I think it's a, uh, like, yeah, it, it you've, You've wrapped it up perfectly with it. Uh, Doctor Who is about change. Yeah. If you are a Doctor Who fan and you have a problem with the fact that the show has changed, the problem is not that the ch- show has changed. The problem is that you haven't. Exactly. Right. You haven't evolved with the show. Exactly. You haven't evolved. Because that's and, the uh, whole point of the show. Yes. <laughs> that's the show. <laughs> well, well, let's also say, suggest too, that, I mean, I'm not saying that the show is beyond criticism. 
Oh, no, I don't think we're saying that at all. No, we're not saying that at all. Yeah, I don't think we're saying that at all. I mean, I listened so. to our Chris Chibnall episodes. There was plenty of I was going to say, I'm like, yeah. you know, I think Mike just said, if you listen to Chris Chibnall, and I'm like, uh, I don't. He agreed with Russell T. Davis. Yeah. Um, and I think what Russell's doing, now I think about it, is um, like he's nailing his colors to the mask. Like two weeks ago, he came out and said, like, if you have a problem with me casting a trans actress as a trans character, if you have a problem with trans people in Doctor Who, go away and enjoy your sad little lives. Exactly. Uh, and I think he's nailing his colors to the mast with this and with Davros and showing that Doctor Who is a progressive show. He's also showing that he will not be swayed. He will not fall victim to the same problems that, say, have plagued the DCU where the fans are so rabid that they have forced studios to make changes based on their own agendas. And I think that's what he's trying to do. That's fair. No, Sorry, no. Snyderverse fans. No, I don't I want agree. to like, name you guys out. Like, you and I, Kieran, you and I were on the same page on that one. You, I was exactly thinking Snyderverse. It was just like, grow up, people, get a pair. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I was so excited about Russell T coming back because, yeah, I don't think he's perfect. I have criticisms of him, but I knew that he would stand up to people. Mm -hmm. That I knew about him. He was not somebody who was going to roll over and let fans tell him what to do or studios tell him what to do or executives tell him what to do. And I, you know, that's, I think that's what the show really needs is a really strong guiding voice. Mm -hmm. It needs to have a very strong voice moving forward, especially if Doctor Who's going to grow and evolve and become a worldwide sensation even more than it is now. We're having a a civilized discussion about it, not going, I'm going to drop the show now or I'm going to, you know, because of that. Oh, I mean, okay. If that's how you feel, drop the show. Yeah, please do. Don't stop, stop whining about it. <laughs> please do. You know, we're desperate for listeners, so we don't want you to drop the show. Though, you know, <laughs> don't drop our show. Don't drop our show. <laughs> you no, can please. drop Doctor Who. Just don't drop our show. Exactly. We love you guys. You know, we're not beyond that, so it's good. All right. Um, overall, did you like the special though? I I personally, I loved it. I thought it was really great. I I think it's unfortunate that it's been marred over the past week because it it was, it was just beautiful for something that was shot on like a single small set that's like a five minute video. Um, It was great to see everyone in action. And as I said, as a massive fanboy, hearing Nicholas Briggs do NIDA over the (laughs) thing, I was like, this is great. I love it. Everything about it. Yeah, I love that there were just... Um, Genesis of the Daleks references. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Oh, extremely. Yeah, oh, I like, I like the episode. <laughs> oh, I love the Daleks too. The, the fact Daleks. that they managed to recreate uh, a Genesis Dalek that looked like mm-hmm. perfectly. Yes. Yeah. No, it was perfect. It was it was fun, and that's what the great thing about it. And it's it's still meant for kids, guys. You know, just you know, people remember that. And, well, and, and let's not. Let's yeah, not I'm not forget. sure I'd agree with that. Actually, well, Russell not... T. Davis came out and said it's not for not kids. For kids anymore? Which I know. People, yeah. yeah, which people said, um, "Oh, he's not making it for kids." I think what Russell T. Davis meant is it's for the family. Like you should be watching it together, right, right. together. as a family unit. Yeah. Exactly. And, and 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 let's not forget that of all of this hoopla and excitement that we have for Doctor Who, this was produced for a Children in Need special, which was a benefit for Children in Need. Exactly. I mean, that's the main, that should be the main focus. Exactly. So I I hope everybody, whether they liked it or not, donated. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hopefully they donated. So definitely, it's good cause, folks. All right, let's take a quick break, because I think we need to settle our heads (laughs) and get ready for Missy. (laughs) Are you yeah, kidding? Like, we're in we're in perfect mind to, to go spend, over, spend to three hours on children and need five minutes <laughs> short. Hi, this is Siri. I would never, never, ever listen to the Earth Station One podcast. Who the heck says howdy anyway? Why don't you listen to Chris Hardwick instead? I can get you his information. 
The Nerdist is everywhere anyway, haha. That was a joke. The Earth Station One podcast. It's time to let your inner geek out to play. You can find them at www.earthstation1.com or up on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Peace, and we're done. Welcome back. And now we are here to talk all about Missy. Series one for Big Finish. It featured four stories, a spoonful of mayhem. Divorced, beheaded, regenerated. I love that title. That was so awesome. The Broken Clock and Belly of the Beast. So what were you guys' thoughts initially? Because, you know, how I listened to this for the first time over the last three days. And loved every second of it. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe it came out in 2019. And this was only the second time in Big Finish that Michelle Gomez had played me. Yeah. She did no, it's the, the uh, first time. I, no, she, no, it's she the was, second time. She was in yeah, a she, Diary of River Song. Mm-hmm. Of course, this. was. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. The, the Bechdel test. Which, yeah. which yeah, I was going to say, which I think we've we've covered. Yes, um, yeah, we have. To, but to be honest, and we've covered Missy in something else, right? Didn't we do something? She was with, in the master, the master uh, set, yeah, yeah. Yes. But she oh, had recorded that yeah. after this. Um, um, but uh, yeah, this is so, the first series on her own. Yes. Yes. The re- yeah, yeah, first series on her. own. And she knocked it out of the ballpark. She was oh my God, wonderful. She's amazing. I mean, was there any doubt? No. <laughs> I mean, no, I I mean Michelle Gomez. Uh, yes, please. Uh, I mean. She's my favorite master. I don't care. I know that, you know, there's others that are great. And I don't mean to diminish anybody else who's played the role, but she's my favorite. She just comes at that that character with so much energy and so much depth that uh, uh, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see more. And if I can't see more, I'll hear more. Uh, I want to. <laughs> so, so good on Big Finish for, you know, making this happen. And good on Michelle Gomez for for like really wanting to take ownership of this character and and play continue to play her because we've seen unfortunately you know that's not always the case from great characters you know we've been lucky that big finish has been as uh um compelling is that what i would say as uh as they are of getting people you know sometimes it just doesn't happen they've been very they've been very very proactive for it too you know about getting and a big, big, big thank you to the production people for a giving her a uh, uh, theme song that doesn't suck, and <laughs> b for what are you referring to? Uh, Thou shall not be named in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that like, really? there's two things you can count on when you listen to Earth Station. Who one? We're gonna bash Chibnall, and two, we're gonna bash the theme song to the River Song Diaries. Um, <laughs> so those are the two guarantees in life. Uh, things may other things may change, but those are constants. I think I think pound per pound, this is one of the best series I've ever like heard from Big Finish. Each of these four stories are really wonderfully written, and granted, Michelle carries them very well. But it's she. I mean, we've seen before where sometimes that one actor, one actress, whatever, does isn't enough to carry the whole story. It kind of you know needs something else, and I think. These stories were like perfectly written around her. Um, and we can get into, you know, each one, you know, some might have been better than others, but I think this is a solid first series for, oh, for her much. debut. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even remember the one that she was in with River Song, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't remember that one. Be, that one should be burned in my memory forever since it's River and Missy, right? And yet I, I really struggle to remember that one at all. But in this one, I want to listen to this one like almost immediately again, because I feel like I missed out on like over half the comments that she made because I was busy laughing so much. <laughs> It's a it's a tasting box, isn't it? I mean, even though the four stories, when you get to the end, you realize all four stories are linked. It's four different, it's four different shows, um, mm-hmm. and it's showing all of her varied sides. Because um, I listened to this when it first came out, and it was a it was a revelation. And I just listened to it in the last two weeks because I'm going to be talking about it on my show. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it like examining it 
and like picking it apart. It it is beautifully layered. Um, there, I mean, Missy breaks the fourth wall within the first <laughs> minute of the first audio. It's it's, it's fantastic. Awesome. Um, uh, and just the oh, the the comedy and the irony and. It, the sarcasm present in these box sets is beautiful. I, I love all of it. And even the darkness, because they don't, yes. they are not trying to shy away from the fact that Missy is the master. Oh, she, not at she, all. She goes there. She does some dark things here. That is oh. a big finish thing that they do so well. Um, as I was saying to someone the other day, uh, when, when the master is in Doctor Who, the master has to lose. Because it's the Doctor's show. Mm-hmm. When the Master is in their own show, the Master wins. Because there is no one who can outdo the Master apart from the Doctor. The doctor. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when you listen to, like, this is fun, but yeah, people still die. I mean, the War Master stories, people are dying left, right, and centre in really, really brutal, awful ways <laughs> because he's a sadist. Mm-hmm. But the Missy stories, yeah, uh, it's... Um, as someone said to me, because uh, it's set, it's like Missy is the master immediately after the time war. Um, it's like, you know, the drums are gone, the time war is gone, all of the things that were stresses are gone, and she's just enjoying herself now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I was worried because of the first story, you know, she's under restraint. She's under restrictions. She has to help or else she's like going to, there's penalties if she doesn't. You know, so she has to be quote unquote good. Um, And I was like, oh man, is this the Missy that we're going to get for the big finish adventures? But like, she works her way out of it like right away in the first, (laughs) like in that first story. And then the other three stories, I mean, she's as bonkers as the master ever is. Like, she is not afraid to. And then, you know, we, and then it ultimately ends with the fourth episode where we get like, double missy like being evil and it's just i mean and yeah they don't they don't pussyfoot around it i mean she is a bad bad person or time lord or whatever you want to entity right she i don't know if i'd say i don't know if you know they bring some question about being evil into it and uh it's a thing that i really would like to see explored further because i know that there's there's more series. Uh, this has gotten renewed up to a fourth series, which is supposed to be is released next year. So um, uh, I'm hooked. Um, but I would love to, uh, to uh, I hope they explore more the idea that is she evil or not? Because, um, you know, that's an interesting question. Well, she does some pretty evil stuff in that final story. With yeah, the especially in the final story. Yeah. I mean, she's oh, yeah. just enjoying watching them suffer. <laughs> over and over again <laughs> but just just to show how committed michelle gomez is to this character she was cast in chilling adventures of sabrina uh during the time she was supposed to be recording this and big finish thought they had lost her and she said nope i will record it at night from i think she was in vancouver where she was filming yeah. sabrina right and I think, you know, her commitment to the character really shines through. I mean, she's having a ball here. Oh, you can and, tell she's having fun in there. Oh, God, yes. And it makes it so it makes it so much more fun to listen to. I mean, it's not at all a slog for her. She she was really loving this character and loving the stories. Oh and oh my God, what a difference it makes to have decent writing. <laughs> oh, very much. <laughs> the chemistry that she had with the monk was just it was great. World. Are we gonna talk about my favorite character in all of the Hooniverse, the monk. <laughs> oh, yeah, specifically my the, the Rufus Hound monk. Oh, the Rufus Hound. I mean, look, not to say anything wrong about um, Graham Garden, who played the monk for the Eighth Doctor um, First Adventures, because that was great. But Rufus Hound as this sort of bumbling, inept, whiny little person who is just sick to death of Missy and also the Doctor um uh, you know there's a wonderful line at one point where it's just like i just keep spare parts of things inside my tardis because you and the doctor keep stealing them (laughs) 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 and of course he ends that story he's just like once i've dealt with the doctor i'm coming for you but he's (laughs) he's such an 
he's such an idiot. He's a bumbling, like, Falstaff-esque fool. Um, it, it is a very Shakespearean performance, um, and him hiding out as Henry VIII. Oh, that's awesome. Was, was awesome. Um, and <laughs> Catherine Parr, um, but please Poor sing me the song you Catherine wrote. Catherine Parr. Oh, yeah. Please <laughs> sing me the song you wrote. I'm Henry VIII. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, did they need to clear that? Because uh... <laughs> they probably, they they probably did politely write to them. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, they are actually, British. <laughs> actually, there's some other uh, Missy quotes some. Uh, she quotes uh, the Beatles later on. So I mean, there's a lot of like lyrics that are uh, quoted in throughout these uh, stories, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the wonderful thing about the stories. I think with the last time we met up with the monk, we were, he sounded very, very like the Joker from the cop, from the cartoons. And yeah, her, I, I got a, uh, I get a uh, Mark Hamill vibe from him. Yes. Uh, for I sure. Can, I can um, see why. Yeah. I can definitely see why you think that. I mean, it's quite, cause I know Rufus sounds like uh, I've se- I've heard his other work. He does a lot of stuff on BBC radio. Um, and it's quite close to his normal voice. He basically just pitches his up a tiny bit and makes himself just a bit posher. And I think it's just the whininess of it that mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's he's pathetic. He's just like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody My, ever leaves him alone. <laughs> no. Nope. My favorite part is the fact that he recognizes her instantly. She comes out and he's like, oh, no. No, no, not no, you. not you. <laughs> not you. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like that's yes, <laughs> which was just. He, says he keeps a cheat sheet of homicidal maniacs so he can avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the writing, the rapport that the two of them have, it's just uh, amazing. Um, and and this is not the first time we've heard Rufus Hound as the monk, um, the medley monk on on Big Finish either, but. Man, there just some th- to be something about the chemistry between him and Michelle Gomez in this that I was like, wow. Um, I actually a thought, why don't they do like a monk series like him? Like uh, that, I would be almost into that. And then c- come to find out that the third series of Missy is just all the two of them, and I'm like, ooh, I might he's skip the second, the second one just go right to the third. Uh, well, he's also in the second one. Of course. Um, he he's in the second one. He's just not, um, yeah, because the third one is Missy and the Monk, right. which um is brilliant. Again, it's <laughs> uh, they. You're right. They work so well together, and I think it's because that sort of um the Monk is that sort of comic character that the comedy is derived from the fact that he's serious. He's not, you know, he's sort yes. of like um Basil Fawlty in um Fawlty Towers, Fawlty Towers mm-hmm. where he is like he's funny because he takes everything too seriously. Yes. And of course, Missy to, to everything to Missy is a joke, right? And so, yeah. the comedy comes from the fact that she doesn't take him seriously at all, and he's bumbling around and she's finding it hilarious. Um, it, it is it is beautiful pairing. Um, I'd love the monk to have his own show, but working off Missy is just like it's just brilliant. as brilliant. Yeah, because he he's um, and again, it's because he's in a series with Missy. Because when he's in a series with the Doctor, he can be a little bit bumbling. But you know he's largely still a villain, so he still does villainous things. Yeah, um, the last one that we covered, I think, had uh, he was in the Tom Baker one, right? Uh, oh, the Once and, in Future, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that was great. I mean, it was it was a fun adventure, but I don't recall that chemistry being there. Um, you know, between uh tom and rufus i you know it was it was it was a it was and i don't know if it was as well written as some of these but um but the but and i don't know i mean obviously you know they're sort of like this so you've got the this sort of like male female dynamic especially since they're like going to get married or whatever and that's all fun and 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 playful they're playing Um, chicken yeah, exactly. They really are yeah, against yeah. each other. Oh, they're yeah. playing chicken. Oh, you're not going to marry me. Oh, yeah, you're not going to marry me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I almost have expected them to end up married, but um, uh, it, and maybe they are at some point. You know, yeah, somewhere along the line. But, you know, I kept thinking that I wish they had done this with the Diary of River Song. 
I think we needed like a river song unleashed, you know, Mm -hmm. because I felt like her character was very constrained in a lot of those stories too wrapped up around whatever her relationship is with, with the doctor, even in the ones where the doctor isn't there. And if they had just, and it's not like Alex Kingston couldn't have carried it. She absolutely could have, but the writing I feel like was subpar and we won't even go to the music. And and it could have been so much more. So it it, I, it just it kind of makes me sad <laughs> she didn't get that. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, we're still. <laughs> I don't even know if we've made it halfway through her diaries, but yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, we still, we still listen we've to. listened to quite a few of them. We have, and, and, and I'm not saying right. there aren't a few good ones, but nope, you're absolutely right. I I've been overall uh, disappointed with that series, particularly how much I love uh the character of River Song, not to mention the actress. Um and and you know, up until this point, I would say that my favorite big finish adventures have been the Paternoster gang, because they were unrestrained. They could do their own thing without being linked to the doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think uh I think they benefited from that. And that's one thing I like about this series too, is that even though it's obviously a spin-off, I think the doctor is referenced maybe just a handful of times throughout the whole thing and nothing really, but in passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this really sets the blueprint for Missy moving forward. So like in, in the Missy audios and also in the, like in the doctor who audios where Missy turns up, um, there's a great, great series called ravenous. And right at the end, Missy turns up and interacts with other masters, um, notably the war master and, um, the decayed master and the Bruce master. So yeah, they interact together well. And again, that, that joy that Missy has is, is still there. I think they took a while to sort of work out exactly how it was. They were going to write Missy, especially when you watch the TV show and the way Stephen Moffat wrote her half the time, because the doctor's there, she's really sort of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. now, and it's interesting around the doctor with, with Missy and everything. And, getting back to like the stories in this thing, it was really interesting because the Mary Poppins parody that they did with her in the very first one, Mm -hmm. I was worried that she was going to be under the control of those bat creatures, the whole, the all four stories or for the whole series. And they took care of it right away, which was like, you know, and I thought that was awesome that they did. And and I loved how she was talking to the audience, like we said earlier. She broke the you know the fourth wall. It was really cool and clever to start off right away with the whole like, let's do our take on Mary Poppins thing. Um, even so much to to, I mean, there's a there's a theme. There's some music that is dangerously close to copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed <laughs> soundtrack that material. Um, <laughs> and 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 it plays out throughout the series. Like there's other times where you hear it, and I'm surprised they didn't incorporate that into the theme, but um, the actual theme of her. But um, you know, it's not necessary. But they do have a lot of fun with it, and and uh, you know, really cool tidbit that. Uh, uh, the girl Lucy is uh, played by Alex Kingston's niece, I think, mm-hmm. right? Uh, One of the creature is played by um, Dan Starkey, who oh. plays. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, interesting about the theme. I so I love the theme because it starts with that siren, and you mm-hmm. instantly get in your head that like she's broken into or out of somewhere. Like <laughs> yes. there's an explosion, there's a siren, and it's her dancing off. That's how it starts, and it, it really sets the tone. Really sets the tone. And uh, yeah, it's uh, sorry. Her name's Bonnie Kingston, and uh, she's uh, Alex's uh, niece, I guess. And and I I I, hear, I understand that Lucy and and Oliver appear later in in they come uh, back in season adventures. two. Yeah, yeah, uh, so. yeah, volume two. Yeah. Yep. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and yeah. It's always cool to hear like the different, like, yeah. I mean, Starkey's like all over Big Finish. <laughs> it's very rare that I hear a series where he doesn't do something, you know? Him and, and Nicholas good for him. Briggs. He's, he's but, very versatile. Yes. I mean, him and Nicholas Briggs, if you're listening to a Big Finish <laughs> and you don't hear one of them, it's like wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what What's did you that? think of the, uh, the uh, sort of film noir slash true crime? <laughs> 
series. Well, yeah, I didn't look that 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 it look. It's not film noir, but it is a actually like a well, um, it's a parody. Well, it's a parody of 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 more of um you know those uh those uh, unsolved mystery shows or whatever those you know that but it was hilarious like oh, yeah. it was you know and it's one of those things too um where uh I believe that's the broken clock right yeah yep. yeah um I hope that we get to see more of you know. Di Missy Masters because I love that character as well. I thought that was like, man, if she goes up against, uh, you know, uh, Malone, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be point. awesome. Oh, please do that. That would have been that, awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, it that someone else starts playing Missy Masters. She's like kills them and just no, no, <laughs> yeah, do it myself. So, so great. <laughs> um, I think, what like, kind of accent is that? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, yeah, her flawless Mexican accent. Right. Oh wow, yeah, her, her, yeah, yeah her, yes, her, her. The, you can tell throughout all of this that Michelle is having a blast. Like yeah. it's just every yes. single line that she utters just seems to come from a place of pure joy. Yep. I love that her accent fades in and out and like gets stronger and weak. It's it is beautifully done the way she and it just seems like it's such an off the cuff thing. You know, she her voice just changes. It reminds me of um in uh in Good Omens the book they talk about Shadwell um how his accent never stays the same for more than like thirty seconds and mm-hmm. that's that's what Missy does. Um, and- I, and I'm sorry, just on the accent part, I just wanted to say, add real quick that I love the fact that every time she sports an accent as Missy, you could still tell it's Missy. Oh, yeah, because like, oh, she's not trying like, to not be Missy. Like, but, you know, that's a fine line. That's hard to do, to 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 play a character that is, in, like, doing another accent as that character. I mean, that's, that's layered, right? That's not oh. easy stuff to do. When she was doing the rebel officer... In that accent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know what accent that was. Yeah. That sounded like something out of Python, really. Like yeah. it just sounded like crazy, but it was like, well, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it was meant to be some sort of sort of corrupted Spanish sort of thing, you know, something. the whole like freedom fighter. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, like a Che Guevara. Well, that is, a, that is an interesting idea. I don't think of it. Like, it's I do not like, know why I did not think right, of it. It's like this, this old Bendito But it's so movies. funny because, you know, you're like, I mean, there's obviously the characters are fooled. They don't know it's really Missy, but we're listening to it and auto, auto, right, like within a minute we go, oh, that's Missy. Oh, like, yeah. That's so funny. Was, and you're like, how is that Missy? How could she be in two? Well, of course she can be in two places at once because she's a time lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I, was, I love her explanation of that. She was like, what? I'm just, I'm bored. I'm yeah. just bored. Yeah. <laughs> and you can even, you, that's the thing. She's having so much fun. But in that last episode, you could even sense how bored she is, mm-hmm. you know, because she's just like, you know, she's given orders and she's like, look, Mr. Nincompoop. and she's she's so frustrated but she's saying it with like not real energy not real i mean energy acting wise but not as a character she's just bored and tired of this whole thing and you can really tell it but it's still entertaining man she is so good yes she is and i I think the thing about it you you get to the um uh, the thing about Missy is Missy seems so chaotic, so like constantly chaotic that as if she doesn't really care what's going on. And then you get to the end of this box set and you find out that everything she's done has been for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To gather these things to make sure that she has a working TARDIS, not just any mm-hmm. TARDIS, the master. That's the TARDIS. TARDIS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that was. I will say on um, Broken Clock. You, you'll either love it or you'll hate it because uh, my co-host Amber listened to it and she messaged me and she's like, you're going to have to tell me what happened in this because I just can't. I just can't <laughs> get through it. Wow. <laughs> wow. I loved it. I did too. It was so, uh, 
it's 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 when they you know it's when storytellers can have fun with stuff and you don't really have to take it all seriously it's just like you know if you think too hard about it and you want you know you're one of those kind of listeners or or readers or whatever that that an audience member that demands like you know everything play out logically and realistically then yeah you might have a problem with that story in particular well and if if I mean, I could see how like the stilted speech could could get annoying if, if you couldn't get into it, or maybe if you weren't, you know, really aware of how those if, trope tropes. I was going to say if you yeah. didn't get the references, yeah, like, you know, if you'd never seen like right. unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack, you know, you <laughs> right. I just I crime mean, things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but I could understand that being annoying if you didn't really get it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, but that's the beauty of it. it like it goes through that. I don't know how far she made it because if it, it goes for that for about like 15 minutes and then Missy comes in and goes, all right, this is awful. I'm stopping <laughs> this. And it's, it's just at the right time because mm-hmm. I yeah. think if it had played out anymore, then it would have been even like just, okay, yeah, you're taking this a little too far. Um, it would have been one of those jokes. It's like funny and then not funny. And then maybe it gets funny again, but you never know. Um mm-hmm. But but she just she just like stops it and says no we're not we're not doing it this way anymore I'm taking mm-hmm. it. Like, stop 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 this has gotten too silly no. <laughs> and that's when I was like oh okay we're going to a whole new place with this this is this is good writing damn big finish you go <laughs> and that's awesome about it there was so much positiveness in this and so much fun it didn't feel like it was flying by you know as quickly as it did it felt it felt like it was just it was like, it's done already. That's the story, you know, and that's what was wonderful about it. And, you know, I would highly recommend these. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is big finish at its best. Yeah. Yes. I think this is my favorite big finish now. And I used to be spare parts, but I think this one took over. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, that is definitely, that is definitely a big call. Um, look, I, I love it, but I think there's, uh as, as the resident you know big finish person i, I absolutely think there's better big finish out there i mean this is great but oh boy there's some stuff out there that will blow your mind <laughs> I mean, you need to give us a list i mean it's not like i've listened to all of big finish but of what yeah, i've heard we might, we might have to we might have to get that, that list from you because unfortunately we've been we've had uh sort of random luck <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's very be, random and, and with, with with random results mostly yeah. There was a while there where I was like, I I appreciated what Big Finish did, but I didn't love it. Like I, there was some things I liked, but I found that a lot of times my expectations would be like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's got this, 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 and then I'd listen to it and be like, mm, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. But I'm happy to say that you know, with the Paternoster Gang, with Missy Series One, and with a few other things, um, I have been very surprised, and 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 I also appreciate it too. Sometimes production wise, I get kind of tired of them doing audio effects just because they can, mm-hmm. yeah. and and it ends up I don't I can't understand them or whatever. And I didn't experience that at all with Bell uh, with it, with any of these. The only problem I have with Belly of the Beast is that everybody is like much too Scottish. <laughs> um, okay, so the actor the actors in that episode um actually uh have a, a company called the scottish voiceovers and they've got a, they've got a podcast called behind it's, where they talk about like, the podcast i mean i love the scottish accent i really really do um but damn like when i'm watching it's something it's okay because i can put on the you know the subtitles but there's no subtitles with big finish right like <laughs> oh anytime yeah. we watch outlander it's like subtitles on now so, uh, i was like man they really made a decision to go all scottish here <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah and and i know like yeah the um <laughs> things like that uh, and also i know like the, the price um the price point can be a barrier oh big- this oh, is yeah. priced this is priced insanely to be honest with you when we first were going to do this i was like oh my god this is like almost 40 dollars like american like that's that's like a lot for big finish. I will say after listening to them, worth every freaking penny or pence yep. or whatever you pay for it, right? It is uh it is worth it. But damn. Um I do see yep. that the other series after this are priced a little bit more reasonably. 
Um, but the good thing about Big Finish is that if you wait, well, <laughs> with my luck, I buy something and then the week after then it, it goes on special. sale. So, so just let me know, like it just ask me if I bought anything lately and then I will let you know if I bought something and then a week later it'll go on sale. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there are tricks like follow their social media because they yeah. post up sales very regularly. Um, yeah. Like listen to look, you can either listen to the Big Finish podcast, which is fun, or you can sign up to some some for Facebook groups. Just honestly, just put down the like the special from that episode. Um, so you don't need to listen to it, but you should because Nicholas Briggs and Benji Clifford are great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the price point is a, a difficult thing. And also trying to like not know if you don't know anything about any of the stories um like them coming up it like trying to sort through things that's why they've changed their release schedule recently so that it's um you know there's very few series running now now it is just box sets that you can just like because doctor who is the ultimate dip in show right you don't need to unless it's unless you're watching flux you don't need the episode before like the story before to inform the story that you're watching now Mm -mm. um so yeah, it's uh, like I, I'll definitely recommend some great ones. I mean, some of the like some of the really good ones are in series, which can be a bit, you know, it's like when you tell someone, oh, you've got to watch, you've got to listen to this, it's great, or you've got to watch this, it's great. You've got to go through twenty hours of content to get there, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's really great when you do. Really great. You'll be you thrilled all of when that you're together. done. You will be thrilled. <laughs> um, but I can strongly recommend to the to any absolutely anyone um yeah missy series always great the war master is some of the best writing and acting i've ever heard in my life um so i always suggest going there but uh and and literally any box set um i mean listen to the master of callus for the war master it's great um eighth doctor stuff always listen to eight doctor stuff because paul mcgann's brilliant and he deserves it and if the rumors are true which, let's face it, the rumours are come around every couple of years or so that Paul McGann's <laughs> going to be given his own Doctor Who spin-off. You know, it Winkle, seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. But he's getting older every day, so... <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm... Uh... I, I'm just really glad they didn't, they decided, or they didn't sideline her and make sure that, you know, there was a like a, a, an incarnation of the doctor with every box set or an incarnation of oh, a companion with every God box set or that. anything like that. I mean, with with River, because she's married to the doctor, because she's actually is like, they have a connection. I think it makes a little bit more sense, but unfortunately I just felt that it, it limited that character in that series to its detriment um, because every, every, episode was about how can i meet this incarnation without letting him know who i am and it just got old after a while yeah, it got um, old really fast yeah i mean you know uh alex has great chemistry with almost anybody she plays against much like michelle michelle you can put her against anybody and it's that may it automatically that other person is better yeah. um, so i uh i would love to see her opposite you know other characters but not at the detriment of of uh this series yep no i don't disagree with you at all i think you know i definitely would love to see where the series goes and anytime we can get uh more michelle gomez literally bring it on bring it on well we just found out that you know when we eventually get to the end of the Diaries of River Song or the last one that they released, it will be the end because they've really, they've said that they're not going to do anymore. Whether or not they hold to that, I don't know. But uh, God bless Alex Kingston for putting up with all that. Really? <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, you know, I definitely think that, you know, more Missy Adventures are definitely in our future because I, I, I can't speak highly enough about this enough. So uh, we need, we need more. We need more. Now that she's done with uh, Doom Patrol, I think she's available. <laughs> <laughs> but now that um, Big Finish have, like, ever since the pandemic, they have a system in place to record people remotely. They have been recording people remotely. You know, she records from her house. Because she's got a house in New York, um, and she records remotely from there. So I think, yeah, there'll be more of her. Um, while I remember as well, like, if... Um, 
if anyone listening wants to listen to Big Finish, not necessarily Missy, um, on Spotify and Apple Music, they have a whole bunch that are free to listen to. Um, and also for the 60th anniversary, the BBC have released a whole bunch on the BBC Sounds app, which is available worldwide. You don't need to be in the UK. All so right. you can listen to a bunch of free Big Finish all over the place. That's better. I am not paid by Big Finish. That is awesome, my friends. Do we want to get, do ratings on this one? Or we all loved it? I I mean, if you want to, we can, but I mean, I can't, I can't see how uh, anything. Um, yeah. I, I If anybody picks below five star TARDISes, man, I don't know what they listen to. <laughs> well, there you go folks it's gonna be five for me that's for sure definitely all the way here yeah absolutely this is this is like this is one of the box sets that when you're introducing someone to big finish you say listen to this one it, like, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's your yeah. gateway drug it's mm-hmm. great and just missy is fantastic just exactly yeah. very cool my friends all right let's go ahead and wrap this up thank you everybody for joining us we are in the final moments before we're going to get Starbeast Kids. We Yay. are literally now when you're listening to this live, except for our patrons, they get it two days early. So, you know, but, you know, everybody else, you're less than 24 hours away from Starbeast. And you know what, folks? We got some great stuff ahead of us. Next three weeks, we have Doctor new Doctor Who. And then, what, two weeks after that, we've got the Christmas special. You know, this is great. After that, it'll be back to the winter doldrums. <laughs> After that, so, who knows? Exactly. You'll have us. That's it. You know, that's what all that need? matters. That's all that matters. We'll still be here. Exactly. Yeah. When, when Whether you want us to be or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, you know, please, folks, check out our Facebook group. We've got an amazing Earth Station Who group. And, you know, Kieran has a great, great new podcast. You want to tell everyone about it? Yeah, sure. So uh, my new podcast, uh, which I co-host with the wonderful Amber Patrick, is called Please Attend Carefully. And it is all about all of the appearances of the various incarnations of the master. So we will be talking about this Missy box set. Um, By the time you listen to this, the first three episodes will be out um, with a lot of extra content for the 60th anniversary um yeah have a listen i uh especially episode three i put so much into that like the the amount of audio production i put into that is just startling so yeah please attend carefully wherever you get your podcasts that is awesome and ms mary you know what small business for saturday is coming up want to help promote your stuff yeah everybody if you want to find my artwork go to maryogle.com or i'm on etsy at evision arts support your small businesses and your independent artists excellent and mr mike do you want to promote your work uh absolutely i have uh three books that uh, just come out all local uh small business small publishers uh polynesian pulp uh, which is an art book uh also snow hunt which the incredible bobby nash which i edited um, and uh, Galloping Around the Cosmos, which was a basically a memories of Star Trek, the original series, which Jim Beard uh, produced, so um, uh, published. It's uh, very cool to have those, and um, there's probably something coming from my publishing company pretty soon, if I can just get it out there in time for the holidays. Awesome, awesome. My friends, thank you guys for joining us. This has been a great one. Uh, I know Thanksgiving has already passed, but you know what? I'm, we are all thankful for you guys listening to us. Uh, you know, you guys put up with us during the last year break. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And, you know, our numbers are doing really well. And, you know, we're, we're doing great. And we're not going anywhere. And that's the cool thing about our station who we're having too much fun with it. And there is tons to look forward to with this series and such. And so, and we got still a lot to review of the old stuff. Just always remember that. And now that we got big finish on top of it, you know, we got a lot to do. So definitely, folks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, Kieran. Appreciate it. 
thank you so much. And um, I doubt I'll see any of you before or any of your listeners. So happy holidays. Um, everyone be safe and well and merry. We might grab you to do a, you know, follow up, you know, your thoughts on the specials or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I entirely retract that. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Have a terrible holiday. Stuffed, <laughs> <laughs> <Daft>, basically. <laughs> and Mary, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. This was such a fun one to talk about. I'm really glad we chose this one. And Mr. Mike, always a pleasure, my friend. As always, it's my pleasure. And everybody at home, thank you from all of us here at Earth Station Who. And we will see you next week. Not even two weeks, folks. Ooh. We'll be back weekly for the next few weeks because we're going to be doing reviews real quick right after these things. <laughs> and we'll be going, ah! And, you know, we might have some old faces show up. You know, you know who knows what will be <laughs> on the show. All right, folks, we'll see you soon. Peace. And we are done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This is the Doctor. I'm back. Nice to meet you, skinny man. That's Don and Noble, my best friend. We traveled the universe together through time and space, but I had to wipe her memory to save her life. If she remembers me, she will die. But something's coming for us. Something bad. And nine million people are in mortal danger. I think we need to run. Their time has come. Doctor Who starts next Saturday on BBC iPlayer. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.